Okay, I've heard stag parties, but a hen party, I haven't heard that term before. Is that like a bunch of ladies going out partying? So a hen, a hen is basically when the bride goes out with her friends. Oh, okay. Here we call it bachelorette party. Yeah, well, you know, it's not bachelorette, is it? You know, <laughs> she's a hen. You know? She's a hen. <laughs> because here you have stag parties and uh, hen parties, don't you, in Europe? Okay, so that that's kind of cool. It's probably better that it, the hotel ain't there anyway, because then you're just going to go up to your room. Now you get to go see the city, see the, the hens. <laughs> Welcome to All In With Colin. I am your host, Colin Capone. Thank you for being here. Sorry for the delay between episodes, had a few things come up in the real world, and right after looking after those, my wife and I had a week booked off for a road trip in BC with the kids. We spent a week in a town called Invermere, British Columbia, and I gotta tell you, it's a great spot. We've never been there before. It's kind of in this valley with mountains surrounding it, and a beautiful massive lake, a nice beach, very close. It's in kind of in the middle between a couple hot springs, so we definitely enjoyed the week touring around. It was pretty awesome. All right, enough of that. Let's get to the poker. I got a great episode for you today. This year, the World Series of Poker had a promo if they beat the attendance record for the main event, which was 8,773 entries in 2006. They would randomly choose a player who played the main event this year, and the winner would get a main event seat for the next 30 years. Well, they crushed it. They got over 10,000 entries. And I speak with the winner, fellow Canadian Jason Clark. So that will be coming up shortly. I'm also going to check in with Chris Balistrieri. He was one of the Club GG winners who I had on the last episode to talk about his main event experience. I really enjoyed connecting with so many of the Club GG satellite winners. Most of them made day two of the main event. A couple went on to day three. And Nick Pinguello, he lasted the longest in cash for 15000 So shout out to Nick. Great run. And if you remember, he was the one who stared at himself in the mirror after winning the satellite on Club GG, and he couldn't believe it. Well, he's a believer now, and I'm sure his wife is as well. And we're all very happy he made the money. Our group chat was railing him. It was very cool to see everyone supporting him on his run. I'm also going to check in with Asif, the poker tourist, find out where he is now, what he's up to, kind of trouble Asif's getting into. I'll also give you my tournament of the week. That's a high-value tournament I think we should all be playing. But first, I'm going to kick off the show with some shout-outs to people who've had some recent success. Shout-out to J.H. Ballin. He got in the Global Millions final day from a $5 satellite, finished in 66th place for $1,378, which was his biggest online score ever. Shout-out to at low stakes Dre. His friend convinced him to play a $100 online tournament on Sunday. Well, he ended up taking second place for $10,000. That's what friends are for. Shout out to Lewis Poker. He satellite into a 600-pound live tournament, cash for $1,275, which was his first Hended Mob score. First of many, no doubt. Well done. And finally, shout out to at Corny Pokes. He won an online free roll for $15, ran that up to $50, and then to $500, cashed it out to grind some live poker, and now his bankroll sits at over $5,000. Well done, everyone. If you want a shout out, hit me up on X at Poker Capone or email the details to allinwithcolin, two L's and Colin at hotmail.com. All right, my next guest is a real estate agent from Brampton, Ontario, who played in his first WSOP main event this summer. And now he's going to be playing in the next 30 main events for free after the winning the WSOP main event for life draw. 
I'm very excited to welcome Jason Clark to the show. Jason, welcome to All In with Colin. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, man. First off, before we get to to the WSOP, how's the real estate market in Ontario going? Uh, the real estate market has been heating up over the last couple months. Um, everything's been going good. Uh, interest rates have um, r- went up a little bit, uh, causing prices to go down a little bit. But um, we expect that to change and it to start going back up again. Right before the interest rates went up, I had just renewed for five years for like 2% or whatever. So got lucky there. <laughs> so I ran good there, but I didn't run good like you. So so the story so the wsop if they they had a, a contest if they broke the record of entrance they were going to give away somebody 30 free main events and they did it they crushed crushed the entry so they did the draw so and you played and it was your first main event that is correct okay and i saw a story saying that you had got your entry like you cashed or uh chopped a, a, a daily deep stack is that how you got your entry yeah, so the uh, day before 1D of the main event, which was the last entry day, I played, um, it was a 250 buy-in. There was uh, just under a 1,000 players. I chopped two-way for about 19,500. The tournament went till about 4 in the morning. Um, I bought my tickets right away. Uh, didn't get to sleep to 6 in the morning and ended up playing the main event off about 5 hours sleep. Uh was actually super tired the whole day one and uh day two was a little better but um i ended up busting on day two but yeah um basically i i didn't cash in the main i came back to toronto um i was back for about a day or two and then uh, i got the call from jack and i was flown back out there and uh awarded the uh the main event seats for 30 years helped open the final table um and yeah it was a great trip yeah, that's insane. Okay, so so basically, it's like you won a satellite almost, right? So two hundred fifty dollars buy, and you played, grinded that thousand thousand players, chopped that nineteen k. That's awesome. So then you got into the main. So how how was it? Like I know you're tired and stuff, but did it feel like a different tournament? Like was it exciting for you? Like how was that moment of playing the, your first hand of the the main event? Uh, it was super exciting, super exciting. I can imagine. So how long have you been playing poker? Um. I would guess around 17 years or so, maybe 18. I, I'm not sure exactly, but uh, somewhere in that time frame. Okay. So were you like a product of like the moneymaker era? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So, so you, you get to play your first main, but then, you know, you're, you're tired, exhausted, kind of didn't, didn't go your way. So then you make it, you go all the way back home. Now you're back in Canada and then you get this phone call. And did you, did you think, like, I mean, sometimes I don't even answer numbers when I don't know when they're coming calling from international. Like, did you think it was a scam? Actually, so I didn't answer the number. Um, not knowing who it was, I was actually in the middle of some work. And um, I ended up receiving a text message about 30 seconds after the uh, phone call. And it said, Jack Eiffel, give me a call. Um, I gave him a call. Uh, at first he didn't want to tell me the news. He asked if I was still in Vegas. I told him no. He suggested I fly back. Um, basically I asked why he said, I would rather tell you in person. Um, and I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to fly all the way back to Vegas for the unknown. And, uh, so he told me, um, I was super, super thankful, excited. And, uh, I was on the plane a couple days later. That's amazing. 
So you're yep. like, well, I'm not coming back. I'm like, you're trying to think, did I get out of line or something? <laughs> I, I had a whole bunch of stuff going through my head. I was like, I have no clue what this is about. So, yeah, no kidding. Well, okay, well, that's awesome. So, who did, who's the first person? So, you got this call, you found out you're playing the main event for the next 30 years. Um, yep. who, who was the first person? Were you with anyone? Um, I was actually with my girlfriend at the time. Awesome. And yeah, uh, she was on. Heard the speakerphone and she was super excited, just like I was. And uh, she's like, "You're going back." I'm like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, yeah. so do you, all right, so you have a girlfriend, you have kids or anything, or just you and your girlfriend? No kids. Perfect. Then, so this is this is kind of easy. You're a real estate agent. You you make your own schedule. So, like yep. some people, this might be very difficult to get the time. You know, every year in the summer to go play the main. But for you, is this is this going to be feasible? Is this going to be easy for you? Yeah, it'll be easy for me. I um I I go every summer. Um I've been every summer for probably 15 years. Um excluding the COVID year where they didn't have the tournaments, but every other year I've been down there. Okay. So you've been going, you never played the main, so you were you playing a lot of the daily deep stacks or the smaller buy-ins? No, I was playing um a lot of the uh, 1000s, 1500s, 600, 800s. The daily deep stacks is actually um a tournament I I don't usually play. Um, I actually played it um, three times this year. Uh, the first time um, I did a six way chop, there was uh, three hundred and five players. The six way chop netted me uh, sixty three hundred. Um, the second time I played was was the chop uh, the nineteen five, and then um, the third time I played actually the day before I left after going back the second time I ended up finishing fifth. So. Um, Maybe wow. I should play the tournament more often. I actually I did well in it. So yeah, I think I think you should be you've been you should be going through the daily steep that grind. It sounds like it for sure. Yeah, that's incredible. Okay, so when you got to play the main, did you get to play with anybody notable or anything uh, anything cool at your tables? Uh, yep. Uh, actually, on day two, um, John Sen, I believe I'm pronouncing his name right. He was uh, just to my left. Uh, he won the main event, I believe, in 2018. So he was on my table. Um, other than that, um, some lesser name pros. Um, but yeah, he's definitely the most notable. Cool. So was there uh, was there one hand that you can remember where you, you would like to go back and maybe change change it or change the outcome or anything? Or is there one hand? Um, I would say no. I thought I played uh, pretty well. Um, I actually did not get many cards in the whole first couple days, it was actually a very frustrating main event for me. Um, my bust hand, I mean, I, I, uh, I guess I could have folded, but, um, it was my best hand in the couple days. And, uh, basically what happened, I had about 40,000 chips, um, from the starting 60 so i've just been losing and losing a little bit here and there and uh, i had ace king of hearts under the gun blinds were 612 i made it 2600 um a short stack for about 22,000 jammed all in and uh another guy thought about it for a while and he re-jammed all in and i i just decided to gamble i i knew i would uh you know need to hit i i didn't think any of them had aces kings or queens or anything like that so i said it was a good spot to gamble i was actually versus uh pocket tens and pocket jacks um an ace came in the window Perfect. and uh a jack fell on the turn so uh 
you know, it felt good on the flop, could have got up to about 110K or so, but um, I that, that ended up busting me when the jack came, so... Yeah, that hurts. Okay, so you lost the flip there, but now you're gonna have thirty more tries. Like that—that's hard to like fathom when you think about that, right? Like thirty years are gonna be going to do this. Like you look like you're about your, you know, your what late thirties or how old are you? I'm forty-two years old. Forty-two years old, perfect. Yes. Some people I remember when they heard this giveaway, they're making jokes saying, "Oh, they think they're gonna give it to Gene Caldwell, the hundred-year-old guy, or something." But no, like you're you're legit. Like you should be able to to do this. You should be able to play thirty years, right? I I hope so. That's the plan. Yeah. So I asked for some, if anybody on Twitter had any questions, I told, said you were coming on. Um, Eric, he wanted to know besides something like crazy, like an illness or death or anything, is there anything else or like some kind of other event or anything that could come up that where you think, no, oh, maybe I'll skip this year? Is there anything off the top of your head or? No, definitely not. I'll be at the World Series every year. Awesome. Okay. A couple more questions. Chris Robinson wanted to know. Does the package come with anything or is it just the entry? Like do you gotta get yourself to Vegas? I mean Um I'm I'm under to be honest, I'm not sure. Um so when they when I went back down to receive, they did pay for my hotel. Um and they also put me in um the fifteen hundred closer. Um that was to pay for my airfare. So going forward, I, I am not sure um what the plan is. Um but Regardless, I mean, just the main event seats alone is, uh, you know, I'm more than grateful for. So, yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah. uh, also, is there, did you consider, do you consider selling any part of these mains? Are you going to, did you sell any or? Um, I've had a, a few people offer to uh, buy some action. Um, I haven't decided what I want to do yet. Um, I'll probably sell a little bit of action just to give um, some friends a sweat, but. In the in most tournaments, I don't like to sell my action. Okay, so on when you were in the main event, had you sold any action? I sold five percent. So did that cause any kind of like were those people thinking, hey, I should have a percent of this thirty seats, or had does that kind of get awkward? Or um, it it was actually um a weird situation. So it was a, a friend that got it. Um, I called him and told him, and he uh, doesn't believe that he's owed anything. Um, I told him I will give him something, but I, I don't know uh, what the correct play is here. So we actually did a Twitter poll, um, what the players think should be done in a situation like this. And I believe it was about 75% said, I don't owe him nothing. 16% said I did. And the rest were just uncertain and stuff. Um, talking to a lot of friends and and uh, people at the tables, they said there's no way um, you know, that he would deserve 5% for the next 30 years. Um, I've never been involved in a situation. I, I don't think anybody has, uh, with this kind of thing. So I, I'm not sure what the, the correct thing to do is, but because he's a friend, I am going to give him some action. Um, we haven't actually met up yet to discuss what we should do. Um, he's appreciative. He actually doesn't think, um, he, he would be owed the, uh, 5% for 30 years. But I mean, what, what do you guys think on this? This is a, this is a tough, uh, tough spot. I agree. It is a tough spot. I actually did my own Twitter poll too. And you know what? The results were about the same. Like, I think it was like 70 and then, yeah, some, somewhere unsure. And, but 70 for saying no, they didn't. And one guy made a good point. He said, um, I think it was, um, Glenn Craig. And he said, cause somebody said, well, and if it was a mystery bounty and say you pulled a mystery million, they, owe, they, they get a piece, right? But I would agree with that. I would agree with but, that. But, but, but uh, someone else made the comment. And I think this is, this is valid. 
this none of this came out of the prize pool. Yeah. So your your friend who bought the five percent, you know, he bought for that tournament. None of this this thirty years is coming from the prize pool. So yeah. I don't think I I personally don't think you're owning owing any, but I think it's right. You know, if you're going to give him a sweat or give him something, perfect. But I think I think it's good on him too to make, not make it awkward or anything. It is a weird weird thing, but I don't think anybody expects it. Yeah, it's a very weird thing, and I don't think there's like. I guess any poker player in the world has ever been in this situation. I mean, this is the first time this has happened. So um, it's definitely uh, a sticky spot. But um, I, I do think um, technically, by the rules, I don't think uh, he would be owed. But I, I am going to work something out with him where we're both going to be okay with the situation. At the end of the day, it's only 5%. I'm okay. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I'd be happy. Uh, help a friend out so yeah no that's very good on you and i think it's good learning you know for other people as they go forward and they buy into tournaments just say hey you're getting this is your action for this tournament if there's any kind of giveaway or like say you went on a run and you just you didn't win this but you like won the main event and you got yeah. like a sponsorship or something you know remax yeah. is sponsoring you or whoever um, yeah. they're not entitled to any of that but it's it's good to clarify all that at the beginning right like but you, you who would have thought yes yes I actually didn't know about this draw entering the main event. Um, I was told during it, and um, after the fact, I, I didn't even think about it. I was not a, even sitting by my phone or hoping my phone rang. I, I just figured, what are the chances? And kind of never even thought about it. Exactly. It's it's such a you know, it's it's just it's like a lotto almost, right? It's something you think you're going to actually win until until it happened, right? So yeah, that's incredible. I actually, it reminds me now when you say that. So a few years ago or a bunch of years ago, there was a radio station contest in Edmonton where I live. Yeah. And, you know, it was a sports station that I listened to. And uh, I got my name thrown in the hat, right? And the okay. deal was they're going to call somebody on a certain day. But you have to, if you answered your phone, then you just win. You win a trip to like Mexico. I totally forgot about it. And then they're like a real early show. And I was like still sleeping. I was just getting up, you know, I think I hit snooze already. And then I'm like, didn't think anything and then i hear my phone ring i'm like who's phoning me so early right it's like 10 to 7 or something and then yeah. i'm like it's like ring ring and then i it was about to go to voicemail and i looked at it and it showed like tsn 1260 or something and then it all kind of and i quickly had answer and i won and they even said they're like we were waiting for the voicemail we we're gonna move on to the next guy so like i never thought of it either right so it was crazy so nothing like what you won but i i well, you don't, so yeah, it was great. We went to Mexico and then I, I have kids. So then I paid for them and we brought them. So it was cool. Nice. So yeah, I hope you really turn this, this 30 years into any, into something. I mean, it's like 30 shots. I mean, it's too bad. It's so spread out, but at least you know what you're doing for 30 years, right? That's true. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, when that, there was another question, did they tax you on it? I don't know how they would have done that, but no, they, I mean, technically I didn't win any money right i just won a, a seat for 30 years so i assume it's going to work uh the same it does every year for canadians is i would be taxed 30 percent of my winnings um so as of now no tax hopefully i will be taxed a lot in the future and uh as a canadian we we do get taxed 30 percent, but we get most of that back anyways later on so it's not too bad are you going to like I don't know what you do for a coach or anything. Is there something where you think I'm going to start, you know, you have a year now, you know, you're playing it, right? Is this something, are you going to 
do more coaching or playing or how, how are you going to approach that? Um, so I have never done coaching before, but I actually did see, um, on one of the posts, the WSOP did about me chance Corneth actually reached out, um, and said that he would like to help coach me at chip leader coaching for free. Um, he said to, to send him a message. So I did, he responded and uh basically he said he will message me within a week this was a couple days ago or so and uh yeah i look forward to that i mean it'd be great to get coached by him who's arguably one of the best players in the world and uh we'll see how that goes for sure and i think uh you guys had the same bust out hand isn't it didn't you say yeah, eight, we eight, did eight, actually ace king of hearts he busted with the same too yep that's same man too yeah and you're right he's a he is a crusher and he crushed it this year so if you're gonna you're, you're gonna Get coaching from chance wow next year i'll be looking for you for you on in the on the uh, the main event updates for sure that's awesome yes yes okay jason uh, i really appreciate you taking the time out of your uh, your day and uh, actually i want to give a quick shout out to, to buddy as well so he runs the global community group and he, yes shout out to buddy i seen some cool videos that he took uh like of kind of your guys journey back to vegas like and then before and then when you're getting the the big they give you like one of those huge like it looks like almost like one of those checks when they used to give away those or whatever yes very cool so he he was kind of your media guy there yes he was yeah so awesome so yeah thanks for him for putting us in contact with each other and hopefully i'll run into you definitely appreciate it and uh yeah like i said i'll uh, stay in touch and hopefully you have some deep runs in the next 30 years awesome brother i appreciate your time thank you so much for having me all right, on the last couple of episodes, I spoke with numerous Club GG WSOP main event seat winners, and I'd like to welcome back one of them to the show. I am joined by Chris Balistrieri. Chris, welcome back to All In with Colin. How are you? Doing great, Colin. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, so it's been a couple weeks since you got to live out the dream and go play your World Ser- first World Series of Poker main event. So how was it? How did it go? Oh, man, what what an incredible trip and an incredible experience overall. Um, you know, unfortunately I, I didn't cash, you know, that, that was kind of, well, winning the tournament was the ultimate goal, but, uh, but cashing was, was definitely, uh, an upper tier goal. Let's call it for myself, but, uh, I ended up getting, uh, eliminated in the last hour of day two. Um, so, you know, I, I consider it a huge accomplishment to, to make it that far, really making it out of day one with, with, you know, the, the small, the small goal that I wanted to do. And uh, even that looked a little iffy at some time. So, um, you know, overall great experience. It was definitely a win in my book um, and just incredibly humble to, to have, you know, been put in that situation to, to go to the main event. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think of the seven of you uh, that we, we had talked to in the last couple of episodes, I think so six of you made day two, which was amazing. That blew my mind. And I, I think we were down to two for day three. So that day two to day three was a lot of elim- eliminations. And then one of you, Nick Nick Pinguello, so he cashed. So that was nice. So that was kind of cool. Everyone was kind of railing in the group chat. So that was cool to see. But uh, so you had said previously that your your boys were going to all fly in and you guys were going to try to do some dinners and whatnot. So how did that go with them on the rail? Oh, no, it was great to see them. Uh, I uh, ended up having... Uh, five five buddies with me. So uh, if I if you don't mind, I'm gonna give them a quick shout out here. I had uh, Ryan come in from Singapore, so he came from halfway around the world. 
from from the Bay Area here. I had my buddies uh, Mike and Eric, and uh, from San Diego, another guy DJ, um, and then up, from up in Oregon, another guy Andy. So it was good to have those those guys with me, cheering me along. Uh, they definitely had a, a fun uh, Vegas trip themselves. Um, but they were there incredibly at like the most important times, you know, uh, at the end of day one, at the beginning of the tournament, they were there when they got eliminated too. Uh, so it was great to have that support. And then back home too, uh, my wife was, was super supportive. She didn't make the trip. Uh, and, uh, I had a lot of friends and family members reaching out to me. My parents had. Uh, a, a little group text with me that was just a couple of us on it, but they had other chains that they were giving people updates and stuff. So um, I felt a lot of love and, and a lot of people rooting for me while I was there. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. So it sounds like you had great support and sounds like the the boys had a good time. So they were railing you, but then also hopefully got a bit out of line. So had some fun in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. We, we had some good times on that day off too. You know, they... Uh, uh no no partying and drinking for me but uh we had a, a good time hanging out uh uh played some darts and went to uh, carbone had a great meal uh that, that day off so uh, we had a good time oh that's awesome uh you had mentioned that the night before you were going to try to like walk the floor and kind of take it all in did you get a chance to do any of that or yeah you know i honestly i got a little emotional doing it uh i was the only one in there there wasn't I don't think I was supposed to be in there. Um, you know, when I got the chance to do it, it was pretty late at night. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I got to take some pictures, found my table. It was awesome. Um, I ended up being at three different tables uh, over the course of the two days, and all of them were right on the rail. So had a, a great spot to, to be close to people watching me and stuff like that. Um, but man, I, I, I'll tell you that first, that first level, the first two hours was absolutely wild for me. You know, there was a lot of aggression at my table that first day and I knew I'd face a little bit of it, but, uh, I, uh, during that first break, I, I had a call with, with my parents and, and I was just venting. It was like a, a therapy session for myself and I just couldn't believe how much aggression uh, so early in the tournament, I was facing at my table, but, uh, you know, those, those, those little five, 10 minute calls I had with people, uh, really kind of leveled me out and kept me going and kept me in the tournament. Wow. So, so you had a lot of three betting and four betting going on early on. It, it was incredible how, um, the pots, you know, were, were just escalating at my table that first day. Only had one elimination at my, or two eliminations at my table the first day. Um, but I, I kind of went in with a little bit of a game plan to, to play tight, you know, just get through that first day and then go from there. And then I think I ended up playing five of the first 10 hands, you know, I ended up getting a few big pocket pairs, few, uh, big suited aces and things like that. And, and kind of found myself as a little bit of a shorter staff right away. So I was always kind of hovering around that 40,000 chip mark, um, starting at 60,000. Um, but you know what? I battled and, and finally I kind of started pushing back at some people and, and the pressure kind of left me after that. So it, it was a good experience. Yeah, that's good. And I think it's important from everyone that I've listened to has said, like, you got to start 
like you start with the 60,000 in chips and you yeah, you get down to 40, but instead of you got to just convert it into the big blinds because you're still very, really deep, right? Like you, but yeah, that's crazy that the pots were escalating and getting, getting so big so early on in the tournament, people trying to win it on day one, it sounds like. So you were thrown right into the fire. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, and, and to be honest with you, in the, the 10 hours of actually playing uh, in day one, I never really got comfortable with my table, you know, like I, I managed to survive and stuff like that. Um, but funny enough, my, my day two table, I was so much more comfortable with uh, and arguably it was probably a harder table. I had a few uh, professionals there at the table with me, uh, Damien Salas, the 2020 uh, world's main event champion was two seats to my left all day. Uh, and we actually had some, some great battles, some great pots. Uh, I felt like I kind of earned his respect, uh, on a couple of hands, but ultimately, uh, he was, he was what crippled me. He didn't knock me out of the tournament, but, uh, I got into a big hand with him and, uh, lost about half my stack to him and, and that, kind of put me in a situation that later in the night I, I kind of just had to, to make a push and it just didn't go my way so yeah and then when you got to make those pushes you, yeah you got to just you got to win a flip late or something get 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 back your uh, you know double up right yeah I, I think I had about 10 big blinds left with the big blind at Annie's it was only you know five orbits that, that I you know could have blinded out and there was a day off the next day um, so I kind of said to, to my buddies, like, Hey, I need to, to, in this next hour, double or triple up here to, to breathe some life back into myself or, you know, just get the chips in and, and see if it's meant to be. And, uh, ended up going all in with, uh, uh, King Jack offsuit and seen, uh, uh, two, two big cards together in a, in a long time, got called with ace queen, uh, pre-flop and, uh, ace high one so um just wasn't my time but uh it, it was a situation i just felt good about and and i needed to to do something at that point for sure and yeah i don't feel bad about not cashing I, i'm sure you're aware of the this year's world series main event champion winner yeah he was 0 for 10 for his first 10 main events and then yep. i think i read he was like two for 16 for cashes and, and now he won it all so hopefully you know it doesn't take you that long but uh yeah don't feel bad. Like tall players get busted on. I've seen a lot of people busting on day one quite early, like that were just great players, but just it didn't go their way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I could say that uh, I made it further than Helmuth and Negrano and, and stuff like that, you know, because they, they busted a little earlier than I did. Um, but uh, overall, I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. I honestly, I, I, I made a post on, on Facebook and Instagram, like, I felt like I won the week, like just with all the support and love I felt uh, and, and getting to experience it. But uh, looking back, I definitely think if I do get a chance to play in the main event again, I, I would kind of approach it differently. I think uh, I had a little too conservative of a mindset. And, um, you know, if you are looking to, to cash or you are looking to win, like, you just have to put yourself out there and take chances. And I probably didn't take as many chances as I could have and should have, but, um, you know, given the circumstance, like I, I played the way I wanted to play. Right on. So are you going to try again for next year? You think? 
Hey, you know what? I'm hoping that uh, the Gigi has uh, some entries to their uh, Bahamas uh, circuit that they just announced, and I'd love to to be able to qualify for that. And if that doesn't work out, yeah, definitely, I'll, I'll try for uh, another entry to the main event next year. Awesome. Yeah, when I saw that uh, that they announced the WSOP Bahamas, I actually did. I sent Club Gigi a DM and said. Are you going to have satellites for this? And they they responded saying uh, they they weren't sure or they didn't have anything in the plans yet. So they hopefully, but you know, see if they can pull it yeah. off. Because yeah, that would that would sound like it would be a pretty cool opportunity. Yeah, you know, I know they're affiliated with GG Poker, and that's where most of the the seats do come from. But I saw somewhere that uh, GG Poker was going to have over a thousand seats, um, you know, available. So. I guess I'm hoping that the club GG uh, for us out here in California, where where GG poker isn't legal, that uh, uh, club GG does offer some seats again. Yeah, that would be cool. They also have those like um, the tournaments on there where you can win like tourney tournament dollars, right? And mm-hmm. I think you can use those to go into any any kind of event. So maybe that would be an option. Yeah, definitely. But I, hopefully, I'd... hopefully they have some packages as well. I'm with you. That that would be that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Um, I mean, it doesn't even really get as cold in the winter where you are, but it would still be pretty nice to to get to the Bahamas, right, and play some play for a ring. Oh, that that Atlantis Resort uh, looks amazing, and uh, and I, actually, I think it's it's bracelets that uh, they're oh, actually going to be playing for out there too. So, you know, anytime you have a chance to play for a bracelet is uh, is a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Chris. Um, thanks for coming back on and. Uh, we really appreciate it. It was it was fun to rail all you guys. I know you didn't get the cash that you wanted, but you had a great. Sounds like you had a great experience, and your boys had a, you know got to reconnect, and they all had some fun with you as well. So really happy for you, and uh, hopefully, yeah, you get a chance to go back and try for some redemption. Yeah, and you know what? I, I really want to thank you too. You connected uh, the seven of us in that group chat, and we were uh, rooting for each other. I got to to meet a couple of the guys, which was. Uh, nice and uh you know on my day off i uh railed one of them and, and you know was rooting them on so uh yeah you know i really appreciate it you added to the experience and, and thank you for the podcast and uh connecting all of us awesome i appreciate that that was re- really happy to hear that that's it's good that you guys all got to hang out and meet and stuff so yeah that's awesome i appreciate that thank you very much and, and i appreciate everything you do All right, and now it's time for my tournament of the week. This is a high-value tournament I think we should all be playing. Starting August 20th, the World Series of Poker online series is coming to GG Poker. Most of it's high buy-in, but event number one, it's $108 buy-in. It's called a Bankroll Builder Bounty. Say that a few times in a row. Okay, it's still more expensive than my regular tournaments of the weeks, but I think this is incredible value because in addition to a huge payday, you're going to have a chance at winning an official World Series of Poker online bracelet. So a bracelet event for $108, insane. Tournament takes place August 20th, 2 p.m. Eastern. So fire some satellites, get in cheap, and good luck, and let me know if you go deep. All right, we're just going to check in with Asif, the poker tourist, who's in Bratislava at Card Casino. And I just heard made day two of the Grand Prix Party Poker $500 buy-in. So Asif, how's it going? No, No bad beat story today yet. <laughs> well, no, uh, I did lose with uh, a few big hands, but I managed to keep my head above water. I've ended up with about 160 
K, which is about uh, four times starting stack, and approximately, I think, about 30 big blinds for day two. Nice. Okay, so this is a $550 buy-in, so let's be real. How much How much are you? Sorry, you can hear it. Yeah, Obviously, I, we're in the casino You're here, still so. in the cards casino. Okay, so... How much you call? Did you qualify online for this on Party Poker? Uh, I qualified on Sunday for twenty two dollars. Twenty two. Twenty two euros for a fifteen hundred euro package, which basically included uh, five nights hotel, the buying to the competition, which is five hundred and fifty euros, which the comp has a uh, five hundred thousand guarantee, and uh, yeah, and some two hundred and fifty uh, for expenses. Now, obviously, when I qualified on Sunday, I checked the flights from Manchester to Bratislava, and they were like through the roof. So I thought to myself, I'm not, I'm not paying that price. I'm not going to pay like 250 for a one-way flight. So I obviously had to come up with an ingenious way to come here. <laughs> so I flew. I qualified on Sunday night. On Tuesday morning, I flew to Ibiza. I spent 36 hours in Ibiza, and then I flew from there to Vienna last uh, on Wednesday night and uh, from Vienna I took a uh, hour bus to Bratislava so I arrived basically at midnight on Wednesday night I uh, had the day off yesterday mooched around and today I played flight 1D uh, for this event there's a flight 1E and I think there's a turbo flight tomorrow morning uh, at 11 o'clock and then this basically uh, day two starts at four p.m. on Saturday here. Nice. Okay, so so you're in for twenty two bucks. So for those people that don't know, where is where is Bratislava? Well, Bratislava is the capital of. So when you used to have Czechoslovakia, so you have the Czech Republic, and that was split into the Czech Republic and uh, Slovakia, and Slovakia and Bratislava is the capital of. Uh, the Slovakian part and it's actually about 80 kilometers I think from Vienna it's right on the border nice and much more interesting is that uh, 200 kilometers from here is the uh, Hungaro ring in uh, Bud next to Budapest and that's where the Hungarian Grand Prix is going to be held on Sunday so <laughs> whether nice. I bust or not I've got a uh, you know, option to go there. So that would oh, be cool. super cool. The po poker tourist is always, always somewhere. So how much did you save by doing this, uh, that crazy plane trains and automobile? Well, route? so it was like 250 to go one way to Bratislava. It would have got me here probably 10 PM on Wednesday night. Uh, I actually arrived about just after midnight on Wednesday night. Uh, my route took cost me about, uh, well, it was like 58, uh, to Ibiza, then it was 42 or to come from there to Vienna and 15 on the bus from Vienna to Bratislava. Also, I hired a car for uh, like 30 plus 30 for fuel, and I w was in the sea swimming three times in that 36 hour period. So, that's you know. awesome. I've seen the videos that's of Ibiza, that Ibiza place is like. Is world famous, right? Like that's where all the uh, the rich, yeah, beautiful like, people go, right? Well, it's where uh, it's like party central, you know. All the big DJs, you know, uh, you can name them. I'm not so familiar with them, but they they've all 
you know, done their big sets here. Tell the listeners, like, that casino looks pretty nice, actually. That poker room looks so, pretty sweet. So this is my second visit in four months to the Card Casino in Bratislava. Now, this place itself is, like, it, I'm pretty sure it has to be the best place to play tournament poker in Europe, really. I mean, there are some other places like the Liechtenstein place where I was uh, a month ago. That was really nice as well, the Grand Casino in Liechtenstein. But this is more accessible in terms of getting here, you know? And uh, it, it's, it's definitely better than Rosvedov. I know people don't like me saying that, but it is. And it's like you've got so much room. We've been playing eight-handed all day long. And you can see, even though you describe to your listeners that Look how much space there's between the tables, you know? Yeah, and it, lo it looks massive. beautiful carpets, air condition. The lighting over the table is so good. You know, you can see you can see here how good the lighting is on the table, you know? So yeah. there's all these little factors. And then, uh, obviously, you've got free uh, soft drinks and uh, coffee machines. And also, for every entry uh, on a daily basis, you get a free entry to the buffet, which... For me, being uh, uh, only eating kosher food or whatever, halal food, uh, it's not so great. But for everybody else, it's totally fine, you know? So for all those uh, European people who went and got broke in Vegas, spending money on drinks and food, they got to go there now <laughs> and save some money, right? Sounds like. Yeah, you you won't be getting that uh, uh, happening here. But the thing is, as you know, and we've talked to extensively about this, I know several people and they're all great friends of mine but you know people have gone and you know shall we say not come back with a profit you know and vegas is totally what can i say it <laughs> well they, it, i know what you're it, saying vegas they, is they, vegas well no vegas is rinsing people for every single penny they can get out of them in every single aspect of you know even just about living there you know on the daily basis you know Every single aspect, you know, with, with potato chips being $6, coffees being $9, you know, soft Red Bulls uh, at a bar like $12, $14. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's out of control. You know, so so that makes you appreciate a place like where you're at right now, though, in a bit more, right? Well, I, well, not just because of that, because obviously you can go out here and you can go to the town center and get a you know, wide range of food uh cheap as well i think that you know vegas is totally an illusion where people are just spending because they're going out there and they're probably losing money shall we say playing poker or various other gambling activities it just forms oh well it doesn't matter if i'm paying 60 dollars for my lunch you know or 100 dollars for my steak you know but in reality it's just get, you're just getting ripped off and I, I don't like to get ripped off so you know yeah, no, nobody likes to get ripped off, and uh, yeah, I know. I think you're doing it right, but uh, that that place does look really good. So, so what are your plans now then? Well, it's like uh, here it's nine p.m., so I may go off. Uh, we are the only thing about this uh, uh, casino uh, or card room is that it's about four and a half miles from the center of Bratislava, so you have to have to take an Uber. You can occasionally get the. Uh, public transport but i don't think maybe at this time so i can do that uh, so, and uh, yeah. sorry is your uh, so is your hotel attached to the casino or is it in the, the no no it's, it's it's approximately about 
It says it's a kilometer, but you can walk in about 15 minutes. And Bratislava itself is uh, a place that's renowned for stag and hen parties because the beer is very cheap here. So you have a lot of hen parties and stag parties coming up the weekend. And we are on, well, it is Friday night, so I'm sure center of uh, Bratislava will be like Sodom and Gomorrah, you know? Okay, I've heard stag parties, but a hen party, I haven't heard that term before. Is that like a bunch of ladies going out partying? Sorry, what? Oh, I, I, I haven't hen heard the, the term hen party before. So a hen, a hen is basically when the bride goes out with her friends. Oh, okay. Here we call it bachelorette party. So there you go. Yeah, it well, hen. you know, it's not bachelorette, is it? You know, <laughs> she's a hen. You know? She's a hen. <laughs> because here you have stag parties and uh, hen parties, don't you, in Europe? Okay, so that that's kind of cool. It's probably better that it, the hotel ain't there anyway, because then you're just gonna go up to your room. Now you get to go see the city, see the the hens. Well, <laughs> I was, as I said, I was here uh, about four months ago, and I did a couple of the walking tours and stuff like that. And it is, you know, it's like a typical European city. You have the old town, you have the castle, you have the fables. You know why this was this and this is that, and you you get a little, you know, nice idea of it. But it's very similar to most. Uh, towns or cities in Europe where you have an old town and then you have the new town built next to it, blah, 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 and so so on, you know? Yeah, no, it, it is awesome. Like, you, you're you very spoiled because you get to see all that all the time. So it's it's nice that you still kind of appreciate it. Like, a lot of people probably, they, they don't. Well, I will probably tomorrow because we're, our start is at 4 o'clock. And rather than hang around the casino or whatever it is, I will definitely find a... Uh, one of these walking tours and you know you pay they usually free walking tours and you pay the, pay the people at the end of the tour like ten dollars and they're ten euros and they're totally happy with that you know cool so you get to go check out the town oh uh, sorry when was your day two day two starts basically 4 p.m or 1600 hours uh european time uh tomorrow saturday and then day uh, and uh, the day uh what's his name uh Three, if you make that, is Sunday. But you know. All right. Okay. I don't want to. Hear, I don't want any bad beat stories. I want to see you go to the final table. No. We well. We've had a few of them today. Uh, obviously, I was, I was playing a bit too tight. I think towards the end. You know, a couple of times I would have flopped straight with a ten, but to a raise, it's not such a great. And then I had a near the end. I had a hand where I'd pocket eights in the big blind, and the guys made like five x stick. You know, so it's one of those that. I could shove on him, but really, do I want to get involved? And then calling is a sort of a mistake in a weird way as well, because what are you going to do unless you don't flop an eight, you know? Mm -hmm. Hey, so what what uh, language do they speak at the tables there? Yeah, no, some of them uh, locals have been speaking. There's some Bulgarians here, but you get people from all over. These, uh, I mean, the card casino in Bratislava now is basically like a hub. So you have... You have the ones in Malta, you have Rosvedov, and then you've also got the Grand Casino in Liechtenstein. And basically, countries that can't have poker in their uh, own countries, they bring the whole groups to come and play poker at these uh, festivals that are held literally every weekend at these four units, you know? Cool. And, uh, yeah, of the four that have I been to, or four, I've been to Liechtenstein, but yeah, this is the, this is the best of all four. Awesome. Okay. Well, have a good uh, have a good time touring around, and uh, I'll check in with you tomorrow and see how you're doing. Hopefully, we can make the money tomorrow. If we don't make it, 
uh, I've got a plan B, but I'll have to check the weather. As I said, you can drive, or if I can get to the Hungara ring, it's about 250 kilometers or miles away. Uh, the Hungarian Grand Prix on the Sunday. Cool. Okay, so so hopefully you're in day three, but if not, the poker tourist is going to find a way to get to the Grand Prix. Pretty cool backup. Well, as I said, I'll have to check the weather and stuff like that, obviously. But yeah, I think so. It would be a good option. Awesome. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Asif. All right. Take care, man. All right, there's that damn violin again. So that means that's a wrap for another episode of All In with Colin. I hope you enjoyed it. Before I go, I want to give you a quick update. Asif did make the money and the Grand Prix. So well done, Asif. He always finds a way. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And also, if you can help me out and give me a five-star review, that will be help others find the show. I'd really appreciate it. If this is your first time listening to the show, always stay tuned after the closing music. I always leave a little Easter egg there. Spoiler, next episode, I'll talk with Frankie Kukira from Next Gen Poker. We discuss a contest where he gave away a World Series of Poker main event entry in a giveaway. And we have the giveaway winner, Andy Morcillo, to talk about the experience. Hey, no getting any fights on the way back. No, no. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got to avoid fights. I've been very, <laughs> I've been very diplomatic on the table. I had the hand where this guy, I had Jack, and uh, this guy raises, and so I three bet him from the blind, uh, and everybody else folds, and uh, he calls, and the flops come back, king, queen, uh, nine, yeah. So I think, well, I'll lead out here because I've got the gut shot, you know? Yeah. Uh, stuff like this. And then he fucking raises me, doesn't he? Like 11 and a half. And I was a bit yeah. mad at him. And then I, I tanked. And then I did my, I thought, you know what? Just let it go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've been doing that rather a lot today rather than just going, you know, with going ahead with the things and getting done. So it's better. Yeah. Sometimes you got to fold. Sometimes they have it, right? Well, Either he has it or he's on the total bluff. Now, the problem here is that it's a very coordinated board. And you can, okay, he probably have not got ace-king because he would have stuck it in earlier. But he could have king-queen there quite easily. Do you know? Yeah, or king in a straight draw or like a pair yeah. in a straight draw. No, yeah, but most of the time he would have like a hand like the ace-king you would have heard from pre-flop. Yeah. Or more. Or he could, have queen, queen. he could have queen-10 and like a mid-pair and a draw. You know? Yeah, he Find out where he's yeah. at. So, yeah. Anyway, we're okay. Through, have so... a good one, man. All right, take care, man. Okay, buddy. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>